Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. I'm your host, Jay Madison, operating again by myself. My co-host, my usual co-host, Mr. Ron Robbins, is still down there in Florida uh, planning. Well, actually, I think they're done planning corn. He tells me he's going to be back soon, folks, so uh, don't get too worried. Ron will be back here on the podcast with us soon enough. But today we have a great guest. His name is Joel Lalone. He's the director of the Center for Community Studies. We're going to introduce him a little bit better here in just a second. But first, want to alert all of you that coming up on, let's see, March 28th, we have Dr. David Cole. Dr. David Cole is Professor Emeritus from Virginia Tech. He is one of the I would say, most nationally known agricultural economists across the land. He will be here in Jefferson County, right at Jefferson Community College, and he'll be speaking about uh, a lot of what's going on in agriculture and in the business world and how that is impacted by national and world events it'll be a great program it is free you do need to register ahead of time just go to www.agricultureevents.com that's agricultureevents.com and you can get all the information on the program there we'd love to have you all turn out it's going to be at jefferson community college from 6 to 9 p.m so it's going to be a big venue with a great, fantastic speaker. Again, just go to agricultureevents.com for more information. So, now I will introduce Joel alone. He is the director of the Center for Community Studies at Jefferson Community College. And we've got Joel in here to talk about the 24th Annual North Country Survey of the Community. Joel, how are you, sir? I'm doing really well, thanks, Jay. Well, it's good to have you here. I, I just introduced your name and your position. How long have you been at the Center for Community Studies? Well, we started in 1999, October of 1999, so our 25th anniversary is coming up this upcoming fall. Nice. And I've been involved in some way every one of those 24 years thus far. Wow, that's fantastic. So uh, you're the director. There's other people at the center as well? I am the director, and then um, my real job, if you will, my full-time job for these 24 years has been a statistics professor, and I do this as an additional duty, and we have two other statistics professors, Mr. Larry Danforth, who is our research director, and Mr. Andy Draper, who is our research coordinator, and the three of us are the staff at the Center for Community (laughs) Studies. Now, is that a big staff, small staff for this type of work, or how's that compare? It's small. It's small. really small because we're all on part-time as well. Um, for example, as comparison, uh, probably many of your listeners have seen some of the community-based research and statewide research that our friends at Siena College have yep, done. Yep, that's familiar. They have 11 full-time folks who work there, not counting any of the data collectors. So we we feel that we're quite efficient with doing it on three. You, you must be. Semi-retired must be. and part-time guys. <laughs> but we love what we do. Yeah, no, and it shows. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, folks, that I always look for the survey of the community to come out every spring because it gives us that snapshot in time of what the 
the attitude or the perspective of the public is regarding a variety of different issues that are impacting northern New York. So it is very valuable to, to well, myself and to a lot of our agency people uh, that help set policy, help implement policies here in northern New York. Now, um, you're based out of the uh, Jefferson Community College. How's that relationship work? Yes, we are. Uh, it works great. We we have a, an advisory board of community members from the three local counties, Jefferson, Lewis, and St. Lawrence. And that's about 20 folks who are the leaders that help make sure that we do things that are uh, well done, that are emerging in the community, are important to the community. And of those 20, I believe four of them are administrators from the college or faculty. So we're immersed in the campus, but probably the most direct way that we're immersed is that in a typical semester, we hire approximately 100 students. 100 students? They get a chance to do some applied learning. Uh, what are they really doing? They are our live interviewers. They talk to the folks in our community and build their resumes and make a paycheck. And then at the end of the study, they will oftentimes, virtually every time, they will analyze the data in our statistics classes. Anything that I'm going to discuss today was published by Larry or Andy or myself, but our students get a chance to not only be involved in the data collection, but the data analysis. And we're really uh, proud that our President John Deans, back in 1999, who created and thought of this research institute, certainly made the students as a big focus in this. And as far as we know, we've done a whole lot of investigating. There's one other community college in the United States who does what we do, Anne Arundel Community College in Maryland. There are no other SUNY colleges that have a public opinion research institute like we do out of really? the 64 SUNY schools. That, that just surprises me that no other SUNY colleges in, you know, across New York State have a Center for Community Studies and do the, the survey of the community like you do. Well, they all have many research centers, but to our knowledge, and this largely comes from going to SUNY conferences and then going to the APOR, American Association of Public Opinion Research National Conference. That's the leading professional association. There has been no other presence of a SUNY school there. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, you have a new president at Jefferson Community College, Dan Dupey. How has he been? Has he been supportive of the center? Very much so. In fact, Dan is one of those four members I was talking about. Oh, We're very okay. fortunate to have our very busy college president. Right. And that's been true for each of, for all of the 24 years. The, whoever is in the office for the college president sits on our board, and I think that really helps us recognize when you have their time and their involvement, then it really is important that we do what we do. So Dan's been great. He is very quantitative, very much uh, in, involved in our local community, has deep roots. He grew up around here, and we could not imagine it going much better. Yeah, the support that's that we great. have from our that's college great. president. So let's start to dive into the survey. What is the survey? What, what does it do? Well, Jay, what we do, the one that I'm going to discuss briefly today is called our quality of life survey and we do it each fall. So this data was collected in the end of October, beginning of November. And then the holidays come along and we have a chance to analyze the data and write this report and disseminate it to the community. And it's an aggregation of 50 different studies because it shows the longitudinal trend from 1999, technically the spring of 2000 was the first time we did it in Jefferson County. 
And in, I believe it was 2007, Lewis County said, well, we'd like a survey like that as well. Sure. And then in 2015, St. Lawrence County did. So now we do all three in the fall, and all of the questions are ones that we have measured in the past. To quote you, we try to take a snapshot of what's going on. This would have been in the fall of 2023. Sure, sure. But we integrate that into a motion picture of the last 24 years. By not introducing questions that might be things that are just a hot topic that we saw on the internet today. So in the fall, it's more of a longitudinal, how have we changed research project. However, in the spring, coming up in two months, in April, we will be doing another study that we hit each year in each of the three communities. And every survey question in that study could be brand new. It could be something that's very time sensitive. We call it our current issues one rather than our longitudinal quality of life one. And that's the one where we go to the the leaders in each of the three counties and many of the different agencies. And we essentially say, what would you like to know that you don't know now regarding attitudes, opinions, behaviors, perceived importance, perceived barriers, all these things that we try to get opinions from residents. And it could be a question, we answer it then and never ask the question again. You know, and I'm going to admit, I, I, I hate to say this, but I didn't, I don't know that I realized that you did the two surveys. We do. I, I think I was thinking that they were one in the same. And now that you say that, I do realize the difference because I remember you know, uh, there have been times in the past, it's been a while, that we talked about agriculture, mm-hmm. and there was a couple questions that you inserted into the survey, and that must have been the spring survey. Right. And then I've always enjoyed reading the, the what now is the fall survey mm-hmm. that looks at more of those quality of life issues. Right. And, and the, both, both results are so important to us in the work that we do for economic development and to a lot of the agencies here in the community to understand what the public is thinking through both surveys. So very valuable. Now, so the, the fall questions are questions tend to be questions that you've asked every year for yes. the last 24 years. Yes. Or it, at times we'll take five or 10 years off and then we can't help. For example, the one that we just did that we hadn't measured in over a decade was asking frequency of cross-border travel. Mm-hmm. And wow, is there a stark difference now between when we measured that in spring of 2000, of course. 9-11 <laughs> hadn't yeah. happened yet. Pandemic hadn't happened yet. And so clearly our data so- showed that. And then other ones that... Basically, Jay, what we do is we have a group of 21 community indicators and a group of faculty 24 years ago sat down with a blank sheet of paper and said, what are the components of a community? And let's write a survey question on each one. Those ones we we record each year so that we have that motion picture of how do folks feel about police and crime control now versus what they did in the past or education, K-12 education, higher education. Well, that's about 21 questions. The length of our survey is typically about 30 to 35. So those other five or 10, we reintroduce ones that we have this big stockpile of over 400 questions. Which ones have we not asked recently that we'd really like to learn? Has there been a change? So with the spring survey, which is coming up, those questions may never have been asked, like you said. Absolutely. There was a focus two years ago on homelessness. That became a really important current issue. And we may have similar ones this year, but but maybe not. And then immigration was 
again, introduced last year, and it may be introduced even more, given what you see on a nationwide <laughs> basis right now. Yeah. And th in the exit polling and the most recent primaries. Certainly would yeah. indicate that that is a huge issue yeah. across the nation. It's a big challenge for us to try to write the correct questions and right. get the things that are most useful now. Whereas the one that we do in the fall, we were wrote most of them 20 years ago, and you don't want to change the question because right. then you introduce a confound yep. if you change it. Yeah, and, and just as an example for the spring one, you you asked me to put together a small group to talk about agricultural questions we might want to include. So you do things like that occasionally. Yes. We will pull together folks that we uh, know have their finger on the pulse of what's going on around here, and essentially we ask them the question. What would you like to learn a month from now that you don't know now? And the best part, as you know, is, and there's no invoice that follows that. <laughs> we like we, that part. We do this as a college and as a county, um, as a service to our local. It, it benefits our students. It benefits me. I get to do something fun that, I, that I've taught and actually sure. do what I taught. But it clearly benefits the local community. So is 100 questions too many? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say if someone called you in the phone and said, would you like to do 100 questions for me? Which, by the way, we now are using methodology that is different than 24 years ago because the society has changed. Sure. When we first started, we, we literally went to the most recent White Pages phone book and randomly pulled numbers out of there and then typed them onto a page so that we had phone numbers to call. Well, things have changed so much where now we still do about one quarter to one third of our interviews, our live interviewer. And we now call landlines and we call cells, but we also have, there are vendors that we can purchase opt-in email addresses and vendors that we can purchase cell phone numbers so that we can send MMS, the longer version of a text message. And in both of those, they invite them to click on a link and go online and take the survey. So mm. it's now a, a mixed mode methodology. The bottom line is this field of public opinion research, you need to meet the residents where they are. Right. And they're not all sitting next to a landline. Anymore. No, not anymore. No. Not anymore. Well, this is really great. So let's let's zero in on the results of the study that you just did. We cover the introduction. You think, Joe? I think we. Probably did, <laughs> it's only been you know a few minutes. I'm going to blame you. For <laughs> well, that that's okay. I'm used to being blamed for being <laughs> long winded. Yes, it's I do wear that trademark well. Anyways. Um, so let's focus in on the study from the fall. This was the quality of life study. How many questions do you, did you ask? Um, I don't know that I know exactly, but I think it was in the neighborhood of 35 or 36 questions, 21 of which are those community indicators that mm -hmm. we will take a look at those over time. We'll take a look at those comparing county to county, and we cross-tab it by gender, age, education, and all kinds of the typical standard demographics for each of those 21. And then there are about a dozen further ones that we've asked. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out by asking you, what was the um, public response to quality of life in Jefferson County, Lewis County, St. Lawrence County? What was the general perception? Do, do people, according to your results, like living here in the North Country? In a word, I'd say yes. Okay. But again, as we look over time, is it as positive as what it was? Oh. Is it equally as positive in each of the three counties? Is it equally as positive 
men versus women, the more highly educated versus low educated, the more affluent versus less affluent. And I think out of all those comparisons, which by the way, every one of those comparisons is organized in our report that folks can download for free right off of our website. We don't sell it. What is your um, website? It's www.sunyjefferson.edu. All is one string is the easiest way. Okay. And then you can click on community and there's the Center for Community Studies. And our actual our actual website has all of those words. Okay, yeah. Easiest so. way, go to the JCC website, click on community, and there we are. Okay, Center for Community Studies. That's yes. where you download. Okay, so, so go, let's go back right. to the question. To then. answer your question, they, what we tip on all of these 21 indicators, we use a very typical market research-ish approach where we measure them all on the same scale. And we had, we adopted this scale decades ago, and now you wouldn't want to change it. And what I'm getting at is we simply ask, here's a, a community characteristic, police and crime control. Well, the final one is overall quality of life, which you asked about. Yeah. And we asked them to evaluate it on an excellent, good, fair, poor, don't know, scale. So then we top box it, it's called, which all that means is we take the excellent and good and combine it together. And if we do that, we can look at the excellent and good rate in Jefferson versus Lewis versus St. Lawrence County, amongst the men, amongst the women. We actually do that drill down by demographics within each county. Trust me, the appendices are really long, but it's there. I looked at For them. those who, who <laughs> were interested. So to answer your question, typically we get around 70 to 75% of the folks in each of the three counties indicate that they're satisfied with the overall quality of life. However... That said, there clearly is a separation amongst the three counties. In fact, when we did our top-line summary of results in the study this year, year after year, we kind of wait for folks in the community or wait for folks in the media to say, I observed this. What do you think about it, Joel? And this time we decided to let's lay it out there and describe what we've, what we've observed year after year after year, and that is that the folks in Lewis County, clearly amongst the three counties, are the most satisfied, most likely to say that the overall quality of life in their county is excellent or good. In fact, I think in Lewis County, it was a number above 75%. Really? And then that was followed by Jefferson County and then followed by St. Lawrence County. Well, that when we looked at a, at a time series trend and a line chart of that, that separation has been true year after year after year. So it was, we don't follow up with the question to each one of these participants and say, why? Yeah, but we can observe what, what is true. That's clearly, you can't ignore it in the data. So we did dig a little bit deeper in it. And amongst these 21 indicators, the other 20 that are not overall quality of life, if we looked at the rate of calling it excellent or good in each of the three counties for 16 out of the 20, Lewis County was the county that rated that community attribute, whether it was access to health care or whether it was shopping opportunities or whatever the case might be, the highest. And I remember seeing that access to health care data and, and Lewis County ranked higher and nothing against Lewis County. Please forgive me, folks, if, if you are offended. But to me, it would seem like with Samaritan Medical Center and uh, River Hospital and Carthage Hospital, that would seem to me like our access to health care would be greater in Jefferson County than in Lewis County, yet Lewis County rated their access to health care higher. And that's not knocking any of the health care services in Lewis County, but it just seems like we have more access. 
I think what we've seen over the years in Lewis County, and I don't know that I'll come up with the best words to describe it, but I'll quote our original director of the Center for Community Studies, Dr. Richard Halpin, who now serves on our board, but he was an applied sociologist when he was working, and a great guy. Yep. And I can remember him saying, when we would interview these folks, that folks from Lewis County tended to be fiercely independent uh-huh. and fiercely proud. Uh-huh. And so... I have seen that folks in Lewis County tend to be, not that the other two counties are not proud. We see high ratings there, but there's another level and another dimension above, and it's for their policing. It's for their local government. It's clearly for their K-12 education. And if I'm right, there are five school districts in Lewis County, and I think the folks we talked to are really proud of Of which one of those five that they are in there at a rate a little bit surpassing what we've seen in the other two counties. Again, as we look over time, do we see this dropping off of a cliff that all of a sudden Jefferson County folks are less satisfied with things around here? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, neither do we do it. see it in St. Lawrence County. Although St. Lawrence County folks have more recently been less optimistic, more pessimistic about availability of good jobs and about poverty as an issue than maybe they were five years ago. But it, but it hasn't been an extreme change. It's just this year we decided it's time to identify what's screaming at us right there in a the graph, and that is that there's a clear year, each year separation of folks and their satisfaction with what they have in their county. And we're defining their community as their county then because we're collapsing all of St. Lawrence together in St. Lawrence and likewise in the other two. So that was one issue, Jay, that we decided to at least mention. And what that's doing is comparing county to county. What that's not necessarily doing is comparing each of these 21 indicators to how have they been over the last two decades. And that was another big highlight that, again, we looked at and said, some of these indicators, if we take the long-term average of the percentage that have rated it as excellent or good, And maybe it's a question we introduced into the study first in 2008, we'll say. So we have 16 years worth of data on that. We can average that excellent or good rate for the 16 years. And that's a quick, easy way to say for each one of these attributes of a community, which ones are running at higher than they used to be or have averaged over time, which ones are lower. And one thing, again, is a kind of meta-analysis overarching sentiment that we have seen in this is that we have had years leading right up to the pandemic where virtually every one of those community indicators was running at a more satisfied rate. The economy was better. It was 2018, 2019. And as we all know, these three counties tend to be more Republican than Democrat. And we had a Republican in in the White House at that point in time. We saw where we even wondered, is it going to this year even continue more positive than the year before than the pandemic had? Yeah. And clearly, folks would look at that and say, there are a whole lot of things that I'm not as satisfied with. So what we've done is over this time of red White House, blue White House, pandemic, non-pandemic, I mean, we can go back to when there was a mortgage bubble burst. Right. And we have, over time, we long-term average those. Well, with the 21 indicators this year, there was only one that was rated as higher than its long-term average. Hmm. So that Which one was that? says to me that folks are still feeling a little bit of post-pandemic inflation-driven, yeah. probably. We yeah. did ask a question where inflation came up. 
Um, a little bit of malaise where they're not quite as optimistic. That one, I don't think it'll shock you or your listeners. Okay. I mean, I think it did shock me when I first saw it and thought, then you think about it a little bit. We have asked availability of good jobs locally for 24 years. Yep. And right now, that is the one indicator out of the 21 that folks are way more likely to say excellent or good than what they have been in the past. It's running way above the long-term average. In fact, in, I believe, I can't remember. I'm going to look it up quick. I know your folks probably just heard the rest of the papers. <laughs> it's okay, though. In both Jefferson and Lewis County, it is running at a rate that was close to 15% higher than what it was as a long-term wow. average. St. Lawrence County, it's running at the long-term average okay. of that county. So you can see there's an example of St. Lawrence County folks are not quite as optimistic about the availability of good jobs locally as the other two more southern counties. But the other indicators, Jay, every one of them is running at a rate in the three counties right now lower than what the average is. And the two that really jumped out at us that we okay. had to write about okay. are ones that, again, I don't think will shock your listeners. The uh, One of the outcomes of public opinion research, as we're watching the data come in live with the technology we have now, you're always looking for are the things that, as you asked me, really, really surprised me or the things that that are just what I expected and confirmation of what I expected. We kind of hope there's some of this confirmation. Sure. And sure. the two I don't think will shock folks. But the, the trend is continuing not only lower than long-term average, but continuing to go down, and that is availability of child care. Yeah, and we everybody recognizes that. I mean, it's something where it's starting to get, again, if we use that same metric, excellent or good, it's getting to the point of there's you can't get much lower. You can't have a negative percent that say excellent right. or good. And the other one is availability of housing. And when you, when your readers take a chance to download a report and take a look at those two time, time series graphs, they're going to see that it's a really negative slope. So even though there has been bounce back from the pandemic over, Bounce back, certainly driven by when we collected this data, the stock market was over 37,000. Now it's gone up over 38, and just in the past week, over 39,000. Right, right. And the unemployment rate is historically low, and inflation is starting to be less than what it was a year ago. Even with all that said, all the things that are positive economic indicators in our community, those two attributes housing and child care, sure. continue that other trend. So the way that we've shaped it to local decision leaders is at the very least, that suggests to us, we know there are initiatives about that right now. Yep. Whether it's yep. someone at our college trying to put a training program to get more certified child care providers, or whether it's someone who's trying to invite and attract some developers to do some you know, lower income affordable housing. We know a lot of great folks are working on it, and I guess at the very least I'd say... Our data is suggesting to us your efforts are pointed in the right directions. Those are the things, those are the two of all of the 21 that we've measured over time. Those were the two that were most extremely, I mean, well into double digits. In fact, in Jefferson County, the availability of housing, the percent that said that the availability of housing is getting better, or excuse me, is excellent or good, in Jefferson County was about 25%. So about one out of every five folks said the availability of housing is excellent or good. But in the past in Jefferson County, that's been as large as in the 60s. Oh, wow. So it's gone down by 
40%. That's significant. And I don't think it'll shock you when it seems to confirm what I was trying to suggest sure. a few moments ago, that the year, the two years that were the highest rate of Jefferson County folks saying availability of housing is excellent or good, which they were both right around 65 to 70%, were in 2015 and 2016, okay. leading right up to sure. when the pandemic hit. And that graph now just continues and goes incredibly down. And it's it's not like it just went from 65% excellent or good to 25% in one year. It's a trend that's gone down. Right. And down and down and down right. and down and continued. Right. So we wrote about that. And if you think about that, these are very local things that you've coerced me into talking about here, <laughs> The idea of what do you think about the quality of life in your county and what do you think about housing and what do you think about child care? What do you think about availability of good jobs in this area? Those are all very local. Well, one set of questions that we introduced somewhere. If you're, if you're going to go off into a little bit different topic, the, yep. one, thing, the one thing I want to say about go why it. I asked you about that is, and some of our listeners may be wondering, well, you know, okay, why is quality of life that important to know? Well, in, in my line of work, one of the things we use to attract uh, new business to the area is talking about how people like that quality of life. If we can't say that our residents rate quality of life that high, then businesses are thinking, okay, well, we're going to go someplace else where we know our employees are going to stay because quality of life is ranked that high. Also, like you said, knowing that housing and uh, childcare are that the public is saying these are big issues that backs up our efforts to address those issues i mean if if your results came back and everybody said oh there's no there's no child care program and we're trying to implement child care programs um somebody's going to say well why are you guys wasting that time money doing that the public says it's great but in this case the survey results show us that we need to be doing as much as possible to address these issues. I agree with all of what you just said, Jay. In fact, for a moment, I'm going to put my St. Lawrence County hat on because that could have sounded very negative St. Lawrence County, what I was saying a few moments ago. Well, Jay, before I really retire, because I've retired from being a statistics (laughs) professor after 37 years, and now I'm doing the research, before I really retire... I would love to take this survey and do it in some other counties in the state. Because, again, what we were just doing is talking about St. Lawrence County, but relative to the other two here. Who knows what that rate of quality of life would be in Nassau County, Suffolk County, Erie County, Erie County, sorry, Otsego County, or what about out in Los Angeles County? And Mm -hmm. the thing is, in this day and age of the ability to do the online surveying using probability panels and non-probability panels, it could be done, but that's not within our, our mission at the Center for Community Studies is to study the North Country. However, I might be able to pitch really well and say <laughs> we can frame what we found in the sure. North Country really well by having this other control group because I suspect you're right. I suspect that, again, St. Lawrence County folks don't indicate to us. They think it's terrible there. They seem to be satisfied with the quality of life, but not to the extreme rate that our Lewis County neighbors are right, over there. Right. So I agree with you 100% that, that this should be used, and it's it's more informative to use as you have further perspective. Right. So let's let's move on. We're, we're going a little – I'm going to extend our time frame here, Joel. Um, so 
let's extend beyond that quality of life. What were other things that you asked in the survey of the public that caught you by surprise or that you feel are important for our listeners to know about? Well, I have to let to say, Jay, that when a similar question I was asked uh, by some member of the media uh, three weeks ago when we released this, where they framed it this way. They said, what question are you most excited to watch the results come in and see what the results are? And I said, well, probably a really boring one would be the answer. I love to see the distribution of gender, age, education, because... I know what the U.S. Census says is true for around here, and if we're way off, that means we need to figure out what are we doing wrong with sampling. So that's a really boring quality control answer. But if, for you, it's quality it's control. very important. Yeah. So if I took one that's more measuring a, an outcome of the community, we ask questions that pollsters all throughout the world ask, and they've been asking for decades. And that's something that's not so locally centric, but we ask the question of what direction do you think things are going in the country? And all we give his responses are right direction, wrong direction, and then folks can say neither or don't know. So we start in the country. So does Siena College Research Institute. So does Gallup. So does Ipsos. So does Pew. And that gives us a chance to see what, how do North Country residents feel about our country relative to what, again, Gallup has been doing this every month. Forever. For a nationwide sample since 1980. So they've been yeah. doing it for well over 40 years. And we measured that in our three counties. Then we, we moved it down to what do you think about the direction of the state? And then finally, we asked what the other ones don't, and that is what do you think about the direction in your county? Hmm. And again, there's another example of St. Lawrence County folks certainly feel the direction that things are going in their county is way more positive than the state or than the country but they don't feel quite as positive as the other two counties. So in general, if we merge these three counties together, I'm just going to give your listeners sure, the numbers sure. of yeah. when we ask what direction are things in the country going and you merge the three counties together, only 14% say the right direction. This was in October wow. November. That was a wow for me too. But then I looked at what our friend Don Levy at Siena had just done for New York State, and we looked at his subgroup of the upstate New York, which again, they probably call Westchester, yeah. <laughs> upstate, but, but it's the closest we can get to an apple and an apple. Sure. They were running at about 19%. So we had 14%, they had 19% within the plus or minus margin of error. Sure. But we can't ignore the idea that it was 73% of our local folks said the country's going in the wrong direction. So again, 14% right. 73% wrong, both of them very similar to not only what Don Levy found in New York State, but Gallup, just mo their most recent one that I found that was surveyed right at the same time we did, I think they were 18% right direction, wow. covering the whole country. Mm. So then we moved to state, and people were a little bit more optimistic about the state. Now it went up to 19%. So <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's better than 14, Jay. And only 15 57% said the wrong direction. So again, 19 to 57, put your hands up like bars in a bar graph, wow. But when we then transition to the direction of the county, yeah. it doubles the, the rate of people saying that it's going in the right direction. So now it turns out to be 35% say that it's going in the right direction. And again, your listeners could say, that's terrible, that's a minority. Well, we all wish it would be better. 
And I know our local <laughs> boards of legislature and county executives wish it would be better. But don't forget, folks are given the opportunity to say, I don't know. And sure. so for the region, 35% said the right direction and 39% said the wrong direction. 39 is way, way, way less than what folks said for the wrong direction for the country and for the state. So again, this shows how having us as pollsters, having the ability to compare to what are our other colleagues doing, because we know we're all sharing best methodology. You know, it's not a competition. If Don Levy finds something that worked and is affordable at Siena Research Institute, he shares with me and I do it vice versa because we're all trying to accomplish the same thing, which is to get good data for leaders in the community and the general public in the community. So the direction of the country one and county and state are ones that I really get my interest. Hmm. You know, it, it, it's interesting to me that... Um that your results on quality of life, people ranked quality of life in general fairly high for yes. Jefferson, Lewis, and St. Lawrence County, even though St. Lawrence County had dropped. They said the quality of life is, is, is pretty good up here. But then when you ask this question about, is your county heading in the right direction, then, uh, you know, to me, it is very low a very low percentage said it's heading in the right direction. Well, if it's not heading in the right direction, how can you say the quality of life is that good? I think, and again, I'm guessing. I'm sure, just, yeah, no, I'm I understand. My, my best guess, my years of experience guess. But when we ask folks a question, of what do you think about the overall quality of life? I think it's a very, very small component that contributes to when they give an answer that is, what's the political climate? And we all know that politics is becoming increasingly polarized. We sure. plan on really yeah. addressing that next fall as a part of our 25th anniversary celebration. So to continue, but when we ask the direction of a county, a state, and a country, I'm sure what they're thinking then is who dictates direction? Well, those folks that have been elected and, and are now making decisions and I think they're really rating two different things. They should be correlated, and I think they are. The county that had the highest level of uh, overall quality of life satisfaction, Lewis County is also the one that Lewis County's rate of saying the direction that things are going in the county, I think surpassed 40% saying the right direction. And as recently as three years ago, I think it was, when we asked it in Lewis County, the direction, they were over 60% said in the right direction. Wow. So... I think that they truly are looking at more of a job satisfaction with the leaders and the elected officials. Is my see, guess that's interesting. On the direction of the county. And maybe the economic developers, too. But I think the overall quality of life, they tend to think about, is it safe? Is it clean? Is it someplace where I have things to do that I enjoy? I mean, one thing that never ceases to amaze me. And again, this is one, Jay, that if I saw it different, I'd immediately wonder, did we have a confound in our sampling this year? And that is our friends at Fort Drum. The, you know, we go out and sure. intercept sample them. And when you ask the military and their dependents to evaluate, you know, some of our indicators are quality of the environment. Another one is public, public, recreational, public outdoor recreational opportunities. Another one is policing and crime control. 
And our enlisted military, or it's not just enlisted, our military-affiliated households, whether it's the dependent or the active military person, tend to rate those incredibly high, as they do the K-12 schools. So there are certain things that, that, you know, I've lived my entire life in northern New York, and I maybe take for granted some of the beautiful environment we have. And then I go visit my son who lives out in Los Angeles County, and you have to look really hard to find something green and to find something that has water still in it. And it makes me realize, wow, how beautiful it is up here. Sure. And um, I think that when you ask overall quality of life, I'm sure they think of air quality and safety and healthcare and education and outdoor opportunities. But if I ask you, Jay, what direction is our county going? All of a sudden, you'd probably start to become a little bit more thinking government. Yeah. Government no, wasn't what I just said in that big list of things that... Yeah. Now, do I have proof of that? No, that would be an example of let's dig down and do a qualitative research of interviews sure. and focus groups. But uh, I'm pretty confident in mm. what I was just saying. There. Yeah. Just no, I, I I would agree with you, even though I it, I find it a little bit disappointing. I you know I, I wouldn't disagree with you either. So uh, we need to wrap up, but before we do, uh, going to really put you on the spot. <laughs> so joel if i were to say to you what is the biggest concern for an economic development agency for jefferson county out of this study what would you say it is and then on the flip side what is the best thing we can take away Mm, put them on the spot, folks. I think that my answer to that might be slightly different within the different counties. Okay. When I take, but I, I'm not going to answer it county specific. We did see, we asked a question I haven't mentioned to you yet. I don't know if this would be economic development, but it's certainly related to it. We stole a question from my friend John Zogby at Zogby International years ago. Okay. And John has asked a question. He probably stole it from someone else. And the question is, you and your family's personal financial situation in the last 12 months. So we asked folks to assess that with the response scale being, has it gotten better? Has it stayed the same? Or has it gotten worse? And again, in that same time frame I was mentioning uh, earlier, in the, you know, the mid-20-teens, we had times where we had the ratio of folks saying better. You know, we had 40-plus percent of the folks saying better, 50% saying better, while only 10% said worse. Well, when the pandemic hit, that completely oh, yeah. flip-flopped. Yeah. And we saw that last year it had maybe stabilized some, but there wasn't really any recovery. Well, what we've seen this year is that there seems to be a recovery where it's not a huge mass of people saying better, but there's been a transition from worse to same, okay. which is a better thing. And um, so I think that folks are feeling a little bit better. But what we don't know is, that's why we want to come back again next year and ask it. Will that trend continue that way? Or was that noise where it was random variation? I don't know how you would operationalize that. But I know that uh, the personal financial situation of folks is very important. I am guessing right now, this is me guessing without me asking, but when we ask that availability of good jobs. Yep. And... There was recovery in Jefferson and Lewis, but not St. Lawrence. I can't help but think about which one of the counties has had some, some plants closed, had some prisons closed. 
and which counties have not. Right. And it they and again they may have been focusing more on the word good in there, the availability of good jobs, but there is no question amongst the three counties up there in St. Lawrence County is the one that when we put perspective over time and perspective comparing to the other counties, they're feeling the pain that the job situation more. I can't remember the second part of your question. It was... It, it was on the positive side. If there was anything as an economic development agency that we could take away that was a positive that we could build upon. Not positive that, oh, you're doing your job, not at all, but positive that could be a tool that we can use in doing our job. Well, I would say that probably my first answer there would be just to paraphrase one more time and summarize, of the 21 indicators, availability of good jobs is the only one that's running above long-term averages Jefferson Lewis County, not so much in St. Lawrence, but still, there's a positive that folks are seeing that, you know, and it kind of makes sense when the unemployment rate is so low, there must be jobs out there that people are taking. And the personal financial situation, um, again, if you dig into the cross tabs on that, it is the folks in the higher income who are the most likely to say my, my personal financial situation has gotten better. Well, when we did this survey, it was probably right about when the, the stock market went over 38000 for the first time. So it might be something where you would take a look at what are the ways that we can help the folks that are in a lower financial situation be equally as likely to say things are getting better as those folks who are in the higher income households right now. I don't know that I've answered your question well. You did put me on the spot. I'm thinking <laughs> economic development. And I'm thinking of some of the other questions that you and I haven't discussed, and I don't know that I have a great directive for you. Probably nothing any better than when you're looking at what your initiatives are and your work plan and your goals with your different committees and agencies that you're involved with, you and your colleagues. I think you could look and see, are there ones that we continue to see that folks are dissatisfied with? So it's at least, like we mentioned with child care and housing. Yep, yep. So it's confirmation for work. We are mirroring what our residents say is important. Okay. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that information. And like I said, I, every year I look at this and uh, it, it, it is so valuable to us in doing our jobs. We really appreciate this. Um, it's fantastic. Joel, what, what, uh, again, how do, we, how do we find the survey? And what, what is the information that you have that we haven't shared yet? Well, the folks can find the survey most easily by going to our Jefferson Community College website, which is www.sunyjefferson, all is one string, S-U-N-Y Jefferson. It's .edu. And then on the right, when you go to our homepage, is going to be a community tab. That will drop down, and right there will be the Center for Community Studies. And then not only this year's study, but other studies all that we've done, they, they can find them. None of them is there a paywall or anything like that. They're all ADA compliant and free. And the one other thing I'd like to mention is early on when we started this, Jay, we talked about the support of the college, and that's absolutely true. And Jefferson County and the legislators and the board certainly have been supportive of us because Annie and Larry and I, you know, we get a couple of courses off and load reduction in a semester. That's how we have the time and, and ability to, to do this. But we do have other local sponsors who will contribute each year. 
And we pay our students. We have to buy the lists and buy the software and all those inherent costs so that we can do this for free to the community. And right at the top of the list is Car Freshener. They have supported us for all of the 24 years we've existed. The Lewis County Board of Legislature annually gives us a sponsorship. The Northern New York Community Foundation yeah. has been very, very supportive of us over the years, many different times. And then finally, the Development Authority of the North Country, again, sponsors us each year. Each of those four groups, uh, I don't know that our college would be able to have this institute without that great community support from those four groups. Yeah, and it is so important to have this tool uh, that not just us in economic development, but um, a lot of community leaders from the local village and town level right up through county and state legislators. It is such a valuable resource to have this. So we definitely appreciate your sponsors for helping make this possible every year. So, um, Joel, thank you very much, sir, for coming in today. Very appreciated. Well, you're welcome, and thank you, Jay, for inviting me. And Larry and Andy, I'm sure, will come along next time with me. All right. Uh, excellent. Excellent. So, folks, we've been talking with Joel Lalone. He's the director for the Center for Community Studies at Jefferson Community College. And uh, just, I, I really found this interesting. I hope the rest of you did. And uh, make sure you tune into the next episode. Hopefully we'll have Ron back in the chair. Uh, I'm Jay Madison. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.